Hey, this episode was brought to you by the iBiomed program at McMaster University. Follow Mac iBiomed or stick around for more info. Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode back for the new semester of iBiomed Brainwaves. Welcome to all of our new listeners, new first-time iBios, first-time people looking at the program. Happy to have you. I'm Sam. And I'm Yumna. And um, you may know us from last year if you were listening to some of our old podcasts. We actually did the last episode of last year as well, episode five. If you haven't listened to that, check that out. And today we're going to be talking to you a little bit about a campus intro for our new people, people who haven't been on campus for a while, which is most of us. And yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be first years. Yeah, like it I, could be second years. <laughs> yeah, like I've I haven't been on campus before September for like a year and a half. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to start off, since we it's summer's just uh, sadly a couple weeks of uh, gone. How was your summer? Oh, it was it was good actually. Funnily enough, I actually was on campus um, for my research, so I got the uh, USRA, which we talked about in our previous episode. Plugging, <laughs> yeah. So if you if you're interested in research and want to look into scholarships, definitely check out NSERC. Um, USRA, which is um, Undergraduate Student Research Awards. So I got that last summer and I was working with Dr. Leila Soleimani in the engineering physics department, focusing on creating microchips to detect biomarkers or biomolecules that can serve as cancer markers. Uh, and I was going in at least two or three times a week to um, actually run experiments this summer. So the campus looks better now with more people when I was going in the summer, it was like totally empty. No one was there. Wow. Yeah, that would be so weird. Like, especially like in first year, even like when class would be out, it's just like the flood of people that come. Whereas like for you in the summer, it's like two people walking. I'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the flood is still not there. Like I know that when it's like the 20 mark, there's still like a few people floating around, but it's not like... Like, we have not seen it, like, full speed, you know, in so long. Just Yeah, it's kind of a nice buffer, though, especially for, like, people who are just starting to come back and even the first years, they kind of get, like, a taste of what it's like. And then, like, in January, hopefully, if we're back in person, it'll be back to just a million people all walking out of, you know, JHE all at one time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that anymore. Like, it's been so long. I remember going through Musk uh, and Student Center, it's like okay, please let me go. <laughs> My class is there. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a shortcut, but you have to, to you know, account for the traffic. Yeah, that was different. I remember in, like, Musk, I used to have, like, you know, there's, like, the booster juice. There's, like, a little yeah. pathway behind the booster juice. You can, like, go around the traffic. It's, like, that was my spot. Mm -hmm. I was, like, I'm, like, I'm going to cut around everybody. Whereas now, like, it doesn't matter where you walk. Like, you're getting in class the same amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a different feeling. Yeah. So how about you? How was how was your summer? What did you do? Uh, I was on co-op. I was working as a business analyst at Green Shield Canada, which is an insurance company based out of Windsor. So, um, yeah, I was kind of doing some data analysis using Excel. I went into the summer, like, basically, like, barely knowing what an Excel function was. Like, I knew, like, what a cell was, and that was about it. And by the end, like, I kind of learned, like, formulas, like, how to make graphs. I learned even, like, how to do VBA coding, which is, like, the, like, how you automate Excel processes. So that was kind of cool. I never would I have thought that I would have learned that in, like, four months because, again, like, I tried to learn Excel a bunch of times on myself and, like, 
could not figure it out. <laughs> so I think being forced to learn it <laughs> yeah. as your job yeah, is a like, good motivator. They're like, here's some data, like analyze it. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'm gonna learn Excel now. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't too bad. There's a lot of documentation online. That's the one thing you learn. And I think engineering really helped with that too. Cause like I'm in mechatronics. So we do like quite a bit of coding and stuff. So you get kind of familiar with learning how to look up your problems on like Stack Overflow and stuff like that. So that definitely helped. Because, like, someone who's, like, a first-time coder wouldn't know that those resources are available. So I think that being in the program we're in even helps that a little bit. And learning to code a new language, obviously, isn't a bad thing either. Yeah, I mean, like, here's what I say. Like, if you know one language, is kind of like a ball-rolling effect. You can just learn other languages much, much faster because it's just, like, syntax difference, right? Instead of, like, learning the logic of it again. Yeah, like, a for loop is a for loop no matter what language you're doing it in. It's just, like, do you add a bracket? Do you not add a bracket? Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, mechatronics, you know, you had finished second year and the co-op was just not related to mechatronics at all, or did you think that there were some components that were, you know... Um, in your job um, somehow <laughs> well for me it was a lot about um just like getting like a feel of a bunch of different things so uh -huh. i i like the idea of like analyzing data i think like excel is a tool that every business uses so it's like i sure. should probably learn that um yeah and it's a lot about like it, it was i was in health insurance as well health and dental so i learned a lot about like how like companies are billed like how health insurance works like if i like when i go into like biomedical like how you like register your like devices to be covered by insurance like how that works so like that's oh wow yeah so like i got kind of like a background you guys could you kind of sort of say knowledge about um like how to market products which is something that is a bit different than like stuff you're taught in class because you never really learn like yeah you've made a medical device like how do you get people to buy it without having to pay actual money like how do you get it to be covered and like that's something that would drive up sales like that would be something that was something pretty valuable that I learned as well. Yeah. Yeah, like in in Hesse, we learn about you know how to get it to market, but I don't. Um, we don't learn it in that detail, like learning about like insurance and covering that. It's more like how do we convince the hospital that they want to use our um, you know our product and and that kind of stuff, and how do we convince the user, and how do we bring it to market? But I think that's just like an extra neat little component um, that would just help. Um, like production of any biomedical device so that's super cool yeah yeah so I thought it was a fun summer I learned a lot and I met a lot of great people too so yeah hopefully yeah. Um, hopefully I'll be there again soon one day maybe we'll see uh, where my path leads me but yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm still working in the lab that I was working with in the summer uh, for as part of my thesis so as a fifth year HESI student um, we do a thesis um, with any professor and um, it kind of is a combination of um, biomedical engineering, health sciences, and entrepreneurship. So if your research is more based on one or the other, like mine is biomedical engineering, um, we still have like little tiny components of entrepreneurship and health sciences built into the thesis course. So it's like truly interdisciplinary in that in that sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you're going to be done after this year. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like really something to think about, like what to do next. I'm, I'm looking into the accelerated master's program. So that's kind of why I reached out to the professor, um, and started this summer because the accelerated master's program, you start the summer of your fourth year. And then 
the fifth year is off, especially if you're in um, the one, one of the engineering streams, then you obviously don't have the thesis component. And then you start right after you graduate for another year. So that would be your accelerated master's. Um, but with HESI, I have a thesis course, so I decided to just continue it. And that way I'm able to get kind of two years in an accelerated master's. Um, and especially with stuff like the, the work that I'm um, doing where I'm creating like an assay, there's just like a lot of experiments and lots of like um, specifics to do. And I think that takes quite a bit of time. So I'm glad I have this like thesis buffer time, if you will, uh, where I'm like able to run more experiments um, to do more in my, in my master's. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So that would be great. So if, if you can get the master's done a little bit quicker, that's always a good thing. So you can get out, <laughs> get out there and start building things and researching things and whatever comes after that, I guess, because you have a lot of options after that. So yeah, yeah. I was just talking to uh, one of my coworkers, and they were talking about how like a lot of the stuff in industry, like a master's, is good enough. Because uh, I was I was like thinking about like, okay, what do you do after a master's if you want to get into industry? Like, is it preferred to get a PhD, um, especially if you're like going into the biomedical um, engineering scene? So yeah, like according to some of the people, they're like, yeah, master's is good. And like PhD is, is better if you want to go into academia and stuff, which obviously a lot of people do after after research. Yeah, definitely. Well, we also... As I mentioned before, this podcast episode is going to be a lot about campus. We started talking a little bit about that. And I don't know if you guys follow us on our MacI Biomed Instagram, which you should definitely do. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> but we had a poll on there asking if you guys want to know anything um, about campus, our opinions, stuff like that. So we got a couple of interesting questions. I'm going to start with my favorite question because um, I am half Italian, half Greek, so I really love food. So it's uh, best places to eat in and around campus. I have made a little list, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, I really love the IHS, uh, the pizza. Like, they're like these mini pizzas that are like, you know, right off the oven. They're like super hot and um, it's like a nice big size too. So I love the IHS pizzas and I really like going to Bridges. Um, so it's all a vegetarian um like vegetarian and vegan accommodations and but it's just i'm not even a vegetarian but it tastes so good like i just go there all the time i was gonna say that so. me too bridge was on my list like i'm not vegetarian either but like i get the pad thai like every couple of days but it's closed right now which is crazy makes me yeah sad, I, but... I wonder why that is like yeah i don't know Ho sure. hopefully maybe they're just like waiting to like open it like maybe it's they're waiting for more in-person stuff to happen or i'm not really yeah. sure why but yeah, I don't know. Centro's open, right? Yeah, I went to Centro last week, I think, because I still have a bunch of meal plan money because I was, like for my first year, we got sent out of residence in March. So I still had oh, like, yeah. a bunch of money left. So now I basically have food covered for me when I decide to go on campus for a little bit. So yeah, Centro's That's open. Awesome. Yeah. In Centro, have you ever been to, I think it's called Simple, Sim Simply Simple. It's like right no, on the I end. Haven't. Oh, it's, they have like, it's like a changing menu every day. It's like every day they'll have okay. like their special and it's like, they also have the vegetarian vegan options, but it's like fresh stuff. So it'll be like, oh, like chicken tacos with like, um, honey glazed carrots. It's like, which is like Whoa. not something you normally hear from like, 
like a cafeteria like it's normally like you know chicken fingers and fries which don't get don't get me wrong i love chicken fingers and fries but um <laughs> yeah you want some of that gourmet stuff without needing to go out right like yeah. what if you're like cramming for an exam and you're like okay you know i could he- have some like junk food or i could have something gourmet you know yeah like, it's really healthy almost gourmet. <laughs> they have like they had like some like um meatloaf like um roast beef like some like at for dinner times like if you go like around five you'll get like this roast beef and it was really good i remember me and my one friend used to go there all the time in the first year but yeah wow. i guess i'll have to try it out now <laughs> yeah definitely and then on my list i have off campus um the arch noodle house which is a local hamilton business that is in on main street like beside the shoppers like it is like $10 and you'll eat for two meals for sure. Like it's massive portions and they're so good. They have everything you could ever want. Like you get like a bucket of noodles for like $11. Like it's delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'd recommend yeah. trying Off there. campus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think I'll, I'll try that out now. Because I, I just off campus, I'm like, okay, I want to try something. Like I'm going to just have something quick. So like Pink's burgers, I really like. Um, and they have good vegetarian options too. Um, and you know, quick chicks sometimes you just want that fried food, right? <laughs> I've never been to quick chick. Yeah. Is it like, it's, it's decent. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause it's, cause I live kind of close in that area of campus. So like I always walk by and I'm always like, I'm going to try that one day. And like, I haven't yet, but <laughs> maybe, maybe this week will be the week. It's kind of like Popeye's actually just like. I know I'll offend some people who'll be like, no quick chick is better, no Popeyes is better, but I feel like it tastes the same. It's kind of like, you know, fried chicken and you can get a sandwich. It's pretty good, you know? Yeah, can't really complain about that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, let's go to the next question. Um, so uh, where do you grocery shop? Just like in the, the food compartment. Uh, yeah, so... Especially when I was in first year, there's the Fortinos on Main Street, which is right on the bus route. You can basically get on the bus from um, Main Street, like right at the end of campus, like right outside the shoppers. You can get on the bus there and just, you know, take you right in front of Fortinos. So you, we don't even have to walk that far. And they have like pretty much anything you want, like bread, groceries, like if you need medicine for whatever reason. Um, like they have like clothes even they literally have anything you could ever want so like i go there pretty much all the time it's a bit pricey but like and the shoppers on main street actually has a grocery section which no one knows about like you can buy an apple at the shoppers just like something you can't normally get you can normally not get at the shoppers like those are where i usually go but doesn't fortino's also has like a 10 percent discount on tuesdays for students Mm -hmm. yeah which is kind of clutch if you have to buy like something that's a bit expensive like if you need new like um tide pods or something which is what i bought recently it's like 25 dollars for a bin so like they're pretty expensive but like if you go there for 10 percent off like if you combine that with a bunch of things you can save like quite a bit of money so it's worth it yeah and i think you have to just show them your student id or something yeah um, and like yeah just go on a tuesday and show them your student id for 10 percent discount and, and we are not sponsored by Fortinos yeah, or no. anything. It's just like some fun facts that we know. Yeah. And I think, I'm not sure if they still have it with um, with the pandemic and stuff, but there used to be a bus that ran from Kai's on Tuesdays to Fortinos, like a school bus that you could just like wait outside of Kai's and they'll just drive you right to Fortinos. You can buy your groceries, go back in the bus and they'll drive you back. So it's literally um, like for people oh. who are on campus, it's not even a walk at all. Yeah. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, I, I live uh, at home in Mississauga, so I don't really do groceries in Hamilton. I just know, knew about the Fortinos just because everybody talked about it. Yeah, I live, um, like right now I'm in my house in Windsor just like visiting, but normally I live in Hamilton. Um, so our next question uh, is, where's your favorite place to hang out on campus? Well, that's, that's kind of a hard question. Um, so in first year, it was mostly at my friend's reses and stuff. They have study rooms in the basement and we would just all study there. Um, and I, I'm not really sure if that's still allowed with the pandemic. Um, but like right now, it's mostly like libraries. So my favorite, favorite one is the health sciences library because um, it has like a quiet section and like a little bit of a... Um, rowdy section but it's also because it's closest to my classes because a bunch of my stuff is in etb and mdcl so it's kind of like in that vicinity mm -hmm. so yeah how about you sam what's your favorite spot to hang out i really like that mcmaster added all the new outdoor spaces which i think is really cool like they added a bunch of like outside like close to central almost they add like a circle of rocks you can sit at or like they have that new like tent outside of i think it's bsb where yeah. like, they have a bunch of picnic tables, a tent, like they have a lot of cool outdoor spaces, which is really nice, especially right now as the weather's pretty, like, pretty nice, like knock on wood, it's pretty warm still. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like to kind of sit outside and like, there's a lot of cool benches too, like, especially in first year, like I'd get my food to go and sit on a park bench or something just because enjoy the outside a little bit, which is something that's one of the good things about McMaster is like compared to a lot of other places, we have a lot of green space and a lot of trees, which is, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the there's like a, sorry, <laughs> there's like the back of the greenhouse um, area and there was just like really nice scenery. It's like right behind bridges. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. if you want to walk. Yeah, that's pretty nice too. I know a lot of people jog around there too, like jog or bike that like path. So like that's another option as well for um, like getting fit and stuff. And speaking of getting fit, uh, there was a question about the gym. I haven't actually used Pulse um recently but what i would recommend is there's a the pulse has a website where you right now it's a booking only so um you can book on the website book a time slot and go to the gym uh, the equipment's all spaced out so you can social distance as well and just a couple gym recommendations like i didn't go to the gym at all before for sure like zero and then uh the best thing to do is in my opinion find a buddy make a routine so like it kind of keeps you accountable like i went with my roommate and even when I didn't want to go, I'd be like, oh, Sam, today it's uh, Tuesday, we have to go. I'm like, okay. So, like, it kind of keeps you on schedule. So, that was really nice. So, if you're just starting at the gym, I don't be intimidated. Everyone starts at some point. Like, I started I, yeah. in January of first year. So, like, you guys are already ahead of me, probably, if you're in first year. Um, yeah, make a routine, find a buddy, pick some days. Like, there's a million and one videos you can watch on YouTube just about, like, workout exercises. Like, I wouldn't even be concerned. Like, I walked in the first day and I was like, what is a weight? How do I use this? Like, what is this machine? Like, how does it work? A lot of them have pictures at the pulse too, like of how to work them. And like most of them are pretty self-explanatory on how they move. So like, yeah. And if you ask questions, like the, the people who uh, work at the pulse, they're all very knowledgeable about the equipment as well. So yeah, if you feel like getting started at the gym, go for it. That's what I say. Yeah, and there was there's also a pop-up gym now. I don't pop-up pulse. Like, I'm not really sure if that's still open due to the pandemic but it was like a round back and it had like just a female section it also was like a little low-key because you had to walk 
uh, like a little bit further to get there and <clears throat> it just had like less people so if you're like oh I don't really want to go in front of that many people you can either go like early in the morning because like really nobody's there um, or you could uh, go to the pop-up pulse and you'll probably find less people. Where is the pop-up pulse? Like is it in D-back still? Yeah yeah it's still in D-back it's um it's a little bit of a walk but there are signs everywhere that's uh that say like pop-up pulse and you can if when you're entering you can probably even ask the people um at the front desk like what's the way to the pop-up pulse okay yeah because i've always heard of that but i had never had an idea of where it was because it was like a little secret <laughs> yeah speaking of like good fun things to do at the gym there was also a rock climbing area so if you're like a rock climbing enthusiast and you're like i don't really want to do like the whole weight scene like you could still go to the gym for the rock climbing it's a lot of fun yeah yeah i know my housemate just started doing rock climbing he said it's it's really like it's a good way to get active like it's tough and um it's a lot of fun too i've i actually haven't been rock climbing in probably like six years so maybe i'll have to go oh, there wow. <laughs> good good advice yeah. i'm gonna have to go there now <laughs> glad glad i'm changing some tides here <laughs> Yeah, and also at the um, D-back, I don't know if they still have it, but you used to be able to just, like, ask for a basketball or bring a basketball and go play, which is a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so, like, if, if, again, like, even if rock climbing is your thing, you can go and just, like, play sports or, like, get a Frisbee and throw it around in the JHE field. Like, people do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, especially so, yeah. the weather is only good for, like, two more months or something. Yeah, so get out there so. if you can. Or, like, even right now, intramural sports are starting as well. So, like, um, at the time this episode's released, you'll, the intramural season will probably be close to starting. So, yeah, for those who don't really know about intramurals, um, McMaster has a great intramural program where you basically sign up for whatever you want. Like, I'm playing soccer. I bought a pair of cleats on Kichiji for $20 yesterday because I'm awful at soccer. Like, so bad. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run around and I'm having a good time. And it's play fun, so I'm like, it's not really, like, that competitive. Like, I'm not playing for mcmaster's team i'm just playing for fun with some friends so that's another option if you want to get active and go hang out and have a good time when like a yeah it's a good way to get involved and and like make some friends i know like a lot of the people that are like now in second year um we're just online in first year and and i know a lot of people are like oh you know like how do you make friends how do you get involved how do you get to know people well you know obviously sports and and that kind of other fun activities is just one way of doing so but also another thing is joining clubs. So Sam, do you have any recommendations to join any clubs? Um, there was one I've been really looking at. It's called Sumo Boss. I don't know too, too much about it, but it's basically what I know is you build a team. I believe it's four or five. And the goal of it is to build a little robot that can flip other robots over or like get them out of the circle like a sumo competition kind of thing but like with robots and it looks so cool it's like battle bots like or like if you did first robotics in high school it's like it gives me that kind of a vibe so i kind of um that's something i'm looking forward to trying this year i'm not really sure when it starts but i believe it's somewhat soon so if you're looking if you like robots and you think you want to build one go for it i think you should join the club <laughs> how about you yeah um, yeah, so as like a fifth year, I've been involved in a lot of clubs. Um, so the one club that um, I have been a part of since basically second year and now um, 
I'm leading it and stuff, um, is McMaster Start Coding. So what we do is we go and we teach kids programming. And by go, I mean now it's all virtual. Uh, but we actually teach a functional programming language called Elm. And we um, show kids how to make graphics. Um, and the big thing is that while they're making graphics, they're also learning math. So we've partnered with uh, professor Dr. Christopher Anand, who's in the computing and software department, and we actually conducted a research study with him uh, where we taught kids Elm programming, and we um, basically gave them a math, te math test before and a math test after, um, and we found that actually teaching them Elm programming improves their math skills, and we've also been coordinating with um, school boards and trying to integrate computer science into the curriculum. Um, and trying to get some funding for it. So it's like a super fun club. So if you want to learn programming or if you want to teach kids, uh, a lot of the times we go, uh, so our main goal is to introduce and promote people uh, or promote children to go to STEM. And our focus is underprivileged youth and uh, focusing on um, other, other people who might not be getting these opportunities. Um, so, but if you don't know a lot of coding, it's still a good way for you to get involved because I say this to everyone, like if we can teach like grade four students how to code, we can teach you how to code <laughs> as well. And then you can help them. So yeah, our main focus is grade four to grade eights, but we also teach high school students. And I know I spoke about it for a very long time because I'm super passionate about it. Uh, but yeah, like come, uh, there is like an Instagram and Facebook. So like if, if you want to reach out and learn more about the McMaster Start Coding, um, you can also reach out to me and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Yeah, sounds good. That's a really cool club. And I think a lot of clubs are starting to recruit about now. So like if you're looking to get involved, now is a good time. Otherwise, like I'm sure you can speak to this too, but I'm sure if you email the club and be like, I'm really super interested and recruiting's yeah. done, like I'm sure that wouldn't really be an issue. <laughs> yeah. There's like always like general membership, but if you want exec membership and you want to get more involved in like planning the events, um, a lot of the clubs posted on Facebook. I know that the newer generation is like less on Facebook and more Instagram and stuff. Um, but I know that a lot of like the engineering groups or the iBiomed group that we have, they post about events, they post about like exec membership. Uh, so I think you can check out the Facebook um, like groups. Like I would recommend joining like a first year group or, or an engineering group or whatever. There's a lot of these Facebook groups and um, see if there other people are recruiting and if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. Like even just this morning, I saw an ad for McMaster Fencing, which I didn't even know existed in the iBioMed group, which is like maybe not traditionally thought of an iBio club, but it seems like something cool to do. So like, yeah, I would, again, like if you are not in those groups, like it's pretty good. Even like they tell, like people talk about classes, like when are tests, like if you need help, you can like reach out in those be like oh like does some does somebody understand this question in the homework i can't figure it out and people are always willing to help i notice that a lot too so yeah if you're not if you're not in those groups i'm sure that if you reach out to somebody on like first year council fry biomed or like any any program you're in really you can just reach out to them and they'll point you the right people in the right directions and get you in what's the other questions um so how do you get around hamilton so Sam, do you have recommendations? Yeah, well, since since you're in Mississauga, I guess you'd probably just yeah. drive in. <laughs> yeah, or take the bus. I take the go bus. Okay, okay, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you're in Hamilton and you're trying to get around um, with, your Hamil with your McMaster tuition, you get a 
Presto bus pass. So I use that quite a bit in first year. The bus routes um, can pretty much take you anywhere you want to go. Uh, there's a bus stop um, right outside. Oh, what building is that? ETB? There's one outside of ETB, oh. and there's also one, like, inside of campus. Like, there's one, I believe it's cl almost close to MDCL, like, a little bit down the road from MDCL. Um, yeah, yeah. There's one in on campus there that you can take, and those can take you to the grocery store. If you want to um, go to, like, Walmart or something, it can take you there. Like, it'll take you pretty much anywhere you want to go in Hamilton. Otherwise, um, you can walk, and there's also the Sobe Bicycle Rentals which is something that we didn't have in Windsor. So it was a new thing to me when I came in Hamilton. Um, and basically what it is, is you can pay for a membership and there are these bike stations basically all around Hamilton and you can just pick up a bike from wherever, type in your code and bike around. I'm not sure how expensive it is. I think it's pretty affordable. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's less than $100 a year, which is pretty good. So you can just pick up a bike or you can pay per like minute used. So, for example, if you decided you want to go for a bike ride or something and you don't have a bike access to a bike, which in first year would be pretty hard to have a bike in your res, you just pick pick up a bike, any bike. They're maintained by the company, and you just drive wherever you want to go, drop it off. There's stations all over. You can drop it off and do what you got to do and take it back if you want. So that's another good way to get around that um, a lot of people take advantage of. Yeah, in terms of the Presto, I remember before you have to activate it, right? So there is, like, a whole thing on Mosaic and then you put it on your Presto. <laughs> yeah. Um, do so, you know if you still have to activate it? Yeah, so actually I activated mine last week. If you go on Mosaic, there's like a H HSR, Hamilton Street Railway um, icon. If you click on that, it gives you your code and an inch, full instruction set on like how to register, like go to this website, type in these details. So it's pretty, it's pretty, like explains it pretty well. So if you're looking to register your bus pass, you're gonna have to go to Mosaic and click on that icon. And one thing to remember that some people I know um, are pretty unfortunate with this is you have to ride the bus within 30 days of registering. Otherwise, the code doesn't work. So if you register it oh. and you leave it for a month, the code will expire. So you won't get it. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is if you know you're going to have to take the bus, it takes about 48 hours for it to load on your card. If you know you're going to be having to go get groceries on Saturday, Wednesday, register your card. It'll be good for Friday. Ride the bus Saturday and you're good for the year. And every year you have to re-register because the um, bus pass expires in at the end of April, which is when school is done. So, yeah, something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And also, um, if you are registered with the bus pass, it makes your uh, account a student account. So even if you're going to like Mississauga or something, um, student students get like a little bit of a discount as well. Um, although you can just call them and tell them you're a student and you don't need the bus pass for that. But if you think you're going to be like going around Hamilton as well, uh, even if you're not from the city, it's still a good idea to load on the pass because it gives you like a free ride anywhere inside Hamilton. Yeah, like you're paying for it anyway, so you might as well just you just have it to have it. Like you've already paid for it. So even if you ride it once, exactly. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another question we have here is what to do when you get overwhelmed with work, which is something that I know a lot of people um, have because obviously university is different than high school. There's a lot of work. That's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you do when you get overwhelmed with work? Okay, so um, the first thing I do is um, like the first day of classes, I put everything in my Google Calendar, like when stuff is due for which class. Um, and so like I can kind of tell ahead of time 
that I'll have like a few things due that week so I can like mentally prepare myself um, like prioritization lists and sometimes if I don't feel like doing one assignment I procrastinate by doing another assignment um, and sometimes procrastinate watching TV and stuff but yeah so like sometimes when you're like oh I don't feel like doing physics that's what I, that's what happened to me a lot in first year I'm like okay I'll do math instead um, but when I'm overwhelmed I find myself um, I think the good thing to do is talk to your friends because you will you will find that they're also overwhelmed and then you can just laugh about it together um, and just like you can help each other right um, like a lot of times if you're trying to do um, something alone it will take you a long period of time whereas if you're sitting next to someone just like have a study buddy um, it'll keep you accountable and um, and you have to find a friend that you're not like always joking around with as well that you can actually get work done with um, and you'll find that you know it's like oh how how like I'm having trouble with this question how do you solve it or what have you what have you done with it um, so you can like figure stuff out together so I find like like talking to friends um, and like planning my time accordingly is how I deal with like either not getting overwhelmed or being already overwhelmed and like how to how to deal with that yeah and on top of what you're saying with the google calendar i was thinking um to plug the mcmaster campus store not i mean not really to plug <laughs> them but this is something that i bought which is really found really helpful they have like whiteboard calendars that you can like yeah. write on it so like i have my google calendar for the whole semester and then every month i'll like update my calendar because like sometimes the google calendar is hard to like look at month like yeah it'll, you'll have september and something will be like on october 8th so you might not see it so like I write the calendar and I'm like, oh, like here, like I point to things I'm like, oh, here I have three days. So it's like more of a visual thing and I keep it over my desk. So I kind of know also on Amazon, you can get little notepads that have like to do and it gives you like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you can like plan your week out. Like on Sundays, I write like on Monday, I'm going to do this assignment on Tuesday. I'm going to do this assignment. So kind of like, cause sometimes when you have, when you see, oh, I have five assignments to this week. Like that doesn't happen. Or you have five assignments to do this week, maybe not that are due this week. Um, it's pretty overwhelming. But when you break that, break it down and say on Monday I'm going to do half of this assignment and half of the other one, it kind of takes into more bite-sized pieces that are like easier to like look at and kind of make you feel better. But I don't have five assignments due. Like I have five days to do it. Like that's pretty okay. Yeah. yeah, and, and also, I have that too. Oh, you have the same <laughs> the, thing. The big, yeah, the big whiteboard, and it's like right in front of my desk, so I can stare at the stuff that I have to do all the time. It's 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 fun. Yeah, it's a good motivator. I like it. I still have my same one from first year too, so they're pretty. Uh, they, they last a long time. You have to buy one for like your whole university experience, and then yeah. The other thing that I like to do when I'm overwhelmed, like you said, hang out with friends. That's a good one. Um, take advantage like you can walk around campus i find sometimes going outside is helpful because if you're if you're overwhelmed with work a lot of time you'll be inside doing work which is like sometimes staring at your wall isn't really the best thing so like if you go for a walk you can look at trees and like a lot of green space and stuff and like see other people so it kind of gives you a bit of a change of scenery so you can kind of reset your like reset yourself and like get ready to like do more work later on also, if you a lot of thing that a lot of people have done and do, which is something I do too, is if you go to the gym, um, sometimes even just going for like a little bit, just like working out a little bit, running on the treadmill, just like kind of like getting your like stress out a little bit, like so you kind of don't think about work as much when you're like thinking about, oh, I want to 
try to run like this much time for a kilometer or whatever. Like you're not really thinking about work. You're thinking about pushing yourself to like work out more. So it kind of takes your mind away from it. So I find that to be helpful as well. Yeah. 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 Speaking of nature and scenery, like we also have a bunch of trails near McMaster, like coots and stuff. So you can um, go on a hike if you want. Um, And I find that a lot of people that, when they're like stressed about work, they end up like staying up super late and like working on stuff. But I, I find that sleep is just so, so important. Um, so I would say like, and, and I made this mistake in first year myself. Oh, there's a story here. My, <laughs> it, I, that one week I had like uh, linear algebra and physics um, like exam as well as one of my electives. And just like the night before physics, I slept for like maybe four hours and it went horrible. <laughs> so I would suggest that even if you haven't fully studied, get like a few good hours of sleep, not four, more than four. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> you're more likely to, to do better if you're well rested than you're not. Yeah, like any prof, like any prof will tell you. If you're reading something at 4 a.m. for the first time, it's probably not going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I find sometimes if you read your notes, too, before you go to bed, it's a weird thing. Like, one TA told me this one time, and it worked. If you read your notes once and then go right to bed, your brain will kind of process it a little bit, and you'll wake up in the morning and you'll remember things that, like, you didn't know you remembered. Like, I had for uh, the OCATs don't actually exist anymore, I don't think for cell bio basically it was a test where you had to like oh. write in a crossword puzzle for your answer it was basically a big fill in the blank test so i was pretty nervous about it and i was awake for a while like studying i was like oh and then i read my notes went to bed woke up the next day wrote the test and there was one answer i'm like i don't know how i know this is the fill in the blank <laughs> answer but this is the answer but like, i don't know where i don't know when i remembered this when i learned this but here it is so Wow. Yeah, so that's a little strategy. I don't know, call it a trick, call it a fluke. You guys can try it, see. <laughs> no, it's actually, uh, there There have been studies done that um, sleeping consolidates memory. So it makes perfect sense, scientifically speaking. Oh, good. I, th- I thought I was just trusting a fluke. I was like, it must just be, <laughs> must just be placebo or something. <laughs> Maybe, but at least something is better than nothing, right? Exactly. But in this case, I think... Um, it is it is definitely the case, like consolidating memories uh, by sleeping. That's why um, they've also done studies on people who are well-rested and um, uh, they actually give you a piece of information and you have 12 hours to either do some other works, uh, work and then test you on it or 12 hours within that you sleep and they test you on it. Um, and a study showed that people who actually had those 12 hours and part of it they were sleeping for um, actually did better on the test. So fun facts. Wow. Yeah. So sleep well then, I guess. <laughs> so all nighters are not the answer. That's the conclusion of the uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah. So another fun question was uh, best lecture halls. That's a fun Same. one. My favorite lecture hall. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with the Peter George one, which happened to be my residence in first year. That might okay. be a little bit biased because I could roll out of bed at 8.25, go down the elevator, and be ready for my math class at 8.30. So that <laughs> might be a bit biased because I haven't really been in a lecture hall since then, really, because like all of my classes, my lectures are online still. But I like those ones because they have the long tables, so you don't have to deal with like the very like like small tables that you can barely fit your laptop on. Like There's a huge long table. 
you can like fit your laptop notes if you need them um there's a lot of room to write as well as um there's a lot of seats in there there's two big screens you can see what the prof is doing and it is also the newest lecture hall um but yeah that would be my pick how about you does it have outlets oh oh that's a good question in first year my computer battery was good but now my computer battery lasts actually one hour and a half so now <laughs> Mine two be... hours like it's so bad <laughs> so it's... my favorite one is lr wilson so lr wilson best like long tables like you were mentioning um but it has outlets for every seat so yeah it's awesome you can just plug your computer in while while you're in a lecture and it's like a super nice um, seating as well. And LR Wilson is actually kind of a new building. When I first started, um, it, it had just been made, um, in 2017. So it's not, it's not that old of a building. Yeah. Good. That's a good one too. That's, that's pretty important. Like for first years, it's probably, they, they probably just bought their laptops, so it won't be a concern. But like for us who've been doing online school for over a year, like my computer was plugged in for like six months straight. So the battery is just <laughs> no, not even there anymore. Like the battery, like once I unplug it, goes, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I need power. Yeah, exactly. Like it's become a like desktop now, but it's actually a laptop. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, speaking of the, the lecture halls, um, there is a question that says places on campus to watch virtual lectures. So have you done that? And where have you found a spot that you think is yes. amazing for virtual lectures? So for me, I've had to do that because I have a tutorial in person and I have kind of two classes sandwiching it. So I have to go, I go to the library most of the time just because I know there it's going to be pretty quiet. Uh, just throw in my headphones and um, just listen to the lectures. It's kind of a good spot because I think pretty much everybody there is doing basically the same thing. So everyone kind of knows that this is the lecture time, like we're all going to be quiet. And yeah, that's kind of where I watch most of my lectures, if not there. Um, I know that some people do it in the student center as well. For me, it might be a bit loud, but like if, but there you're, you can talk. So like if you're in a class that has a lot of interaction, or like you can like wants to ask like audio questions and stuff like typing in the chat that's another place you can go where like because talking in the library you might get a lot of looks but <laughs> yeah how about you um so i've only attended one virtual lecture and i attended it in um hatch so like hatch is a place for um like it's not really just for engineering students but like with engineering you can get kind of like a key card and get into like study rooms um, that you can book as well. Um, but yeah, so like in Hatch is, is pretty good um, and in JHE as well. So like those are like the two places that I've done my um, virtual lectures, but I would imagine that any library is a very good place to do that. Yeah, and speaking of libraries, another question, which one is your favorite library? Which is a tough question because we have a lot of great ones, but. Yeah, I, I, I said Asia Cell because it was like closer to my classes, but I found that um, like it depended on the time of the year. So like when it's exam season, like basement of Thode, like just the quiet area. Um, or if I was feeling like super serious, it was like the fifth floor of Mills. Um, for some reason, it's sometimes super hot there. But yeah, like everyone's super quiet, especially if it's like exam season. Um, those are the two places I went for just like quiet and like you see everyone working around you. So it's kind of a motivator as well. Um, 
But if I'm just like hanging out for fun, um, HSL, um, or there's like third floor of air, uh, the Mills Library, which I don't know if it's open anymore, but it's like the the Leon's virtual center or whatever, and it has like nice chairs and there's like a room with where you can play video games as well. Hmm, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's open, like just like all these questions with the pandemic, but yeah, check that out. Yeah. See, for me, I've never really been a library person, which like everyone, like before I came to university was like, you have to use libraries, have to use libraries. So it was like, for me, I don't like how quiet it is. I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I feel like self-conscious every time I type because I'm a loud typer. So like, I feel like everyone's listening to me and like, I just really am not a big fan of the quiet in the library. So I like to be in my room. I have my double monitor. I blare music in my headphones because I, again, I don't like quiet. But when I do go to libraries, I like Thode just because the chairs are very comfortable. There's a lot of outlets. Um, there's a lot of engineering people in there as well. So like if you need help with pretty much anything, you'll be able to find someone to help you. Um, there'll be people you like recognize from classes there because Thode is basically like the is it officially the engineering library or is it unofficially the engineering library? Um, I think it's officially uh, like engineering and sciences. Okay, because I know a lot of engineering people go there, but I didn't know if it was just a coincidence or if it was actually like the engineering library. Plus, it looks like a football helmet and I love football, so. <laughs> <laughs> Side point. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else that you want to say about like fun facts about the campus or something that you, you like doing? Um, fun facts. Wow, you caught me off guard here. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'd say just like, especially um, to the first years, just enjoy being on campus while you can because there's a lot of great resources available to you, like the libraries, the professor's office hours, um, like food places, there's a lot of great resources on campus for you to use. Um, take advantage of them, you're paying for them anyway, so you might as well use them. Uh, that would be my kind of advice about um, campus in general and now that it's open, which is but yeah. Yep, yeah. Um, for me, uh, there was the, there's like all the Coots, uh, Coots uh, trails and all that stuff and I was just, um, the campus is really b beautiful. Like sometimes if you just have time, just like walk around and like look at the different um, places that you can be. You'll find some like cool spots. There's this like one statue of like Mr. McMaster. I don't know what his, Senator McMaster. <laughs> Mr. McMaster. <laughs> and, like, Mr. Senator McMaster. <laughs> like there's like a statue of him and I like, I, I guarantee you a lot of people will just like sit next to the, the statue and like on the bench and like take pictures there. So like, um, and then there's like the cool arch that's like that every McMaster student will like have a picture with. Mm -hmm. um, so just like fun facts, you know, walk around, take pictures around campus, um, prove that you were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Well, that's all the questions we have for today. I hope that I had a lot of fun with this episode. This is our first episode together without a guest. So I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But if you guys have any more questions about campus, like feel free to, feel free to reach out to Sam and I. Um, or you could even um, message like the iBiomed um, socials and uh, I'm sure someone will answer your questions. 
Yeah, definitely. And just to plug some other episodes of the podcast, if you're new, we have a lot of podcasts talking about research, talking about medical school, talking about extracurriculars, pretty much a lot of different things you would want to listen to. We're here for you. You can go back and listen to our old episodes all anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for some more episodes. We're back and ready to go. Hopefully we're going to have a great semester. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, you reached the end of this episode. Well, there's actually a bit more. Thanks for donating your brainwaves to us for this short amount of time. To keep up with what's on our minds, make sure to like and follow the podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes on the first Thursday of each month with a different set of hosts. Got a question, comment, or a suggestion on your minds? You can send a voice message at anchor.fm slash McMasterIBioman or fill out our online form at bit.ly slash brainwaves-questions. Want to keep up with all things iBioMed? Follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channels at MacIBioMed. And thanks to Lope Music Production for our background music. Until next time.